0: Hey, Legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Hey, Legends, I hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Would you like to be part of the team? Our sponsorship packages are ready to go. From scripted ads to website placement and social media promotions, personal appearances, voice recordings and more. The opportunities are limited only by your imagination. You set the terms. Unfiltered is reaching hundreds of thousands of potential clients every single week. And we can cater to businesses both big and small. We'll work with you to guarantee you get exactly what you want, how you want and when you want. Packages start from as little as $150. If you're interested in joining our team, go to our website and hit the sponsorship tab at andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. Welcome back to Andy Raymond Unfiltered. The Legend Series with Larry Korowa. This remarkable story continues. Mate, any discussion about the 78 Tour cannot go without asking about the famous or infamous bar fight with the band The Jam. Yeah. You were right in the middle of it too from all reports. I
1: was right there in the line waiting to get a drink um, and our manager, uh, Jimmy Caldwell. Yes. Um, Jimmy was probably about in his 70s about back then, you know, uh, not being disrespectful, but he was um he was in front of me and the band was in front of Jimmy. Yeah. And Jimmy had a couple of drinks yeah. after the game and the bloke who was in front of him got annoyed with Jimmy because he was bumping into him. Anyway, he just turned around and just went whooshka. He hit an old man like Jeez. that. Well I was right behind Jimmy, so I jumped in and started throwing them. All right, yeah. And someone else was walking past, and they yelled out, "We're in trouble over here!" The next minute, Tommy come down. One bloke you didn't want to come down. Was yeah. Tommy. And then the mayhem started. Boydie, Alan McMahon, and a few others jumped in. And uh, after that, the they the jam got jammed. Was the I the bet. motto?
0: I bet. Terrific. No test matches on that tour, as you said, but you did in 79, a 35-0 win over Great Britain at Lang Park. And, of course, there was a try. Um, Larry Corrowey scores on debut everywhere. Um, what was that like standing there at 22 years of age representing your country and wearing green and gold? Very proud moment. Yeah. You know, Um and it was the first
1: time that my parents come up from the Tweed to wow. watch to watch the game. Yeah, like you wouldn't get my father to to move three hundred meters away from his house. Yeah, you know. So to get him out of Tweed and up into Brisbane yep. with my mother was um, a highlight. You know, so um, makes you ten foot tall. Yeah, and want to perform so. But anyone can perform on that in that team, mate, and I was… Superstars. Superstars.
0: I often ask this question um, to mixed responses. Who do you think was more proud that night as the anthem was being played, you or your parents? I'd say my parents. Mm. My parents, yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, because they… <laughs> They haven't been to a, a rugby league match like that, mm. and with the crowd like that, and to see their son out there in the green and gold, yeah. that is probably the, you know, the proudest moment for them. For me to see them there, and the, I bet,
0: you know, did you get to see them in the crowd? Were you able to pick them out? No, I nah. couldn't.
1: No, I was too busy focused.
0: Yeah, good man. <laughs> um, you'd also play in the interstate series for New South Wales over those two years, seventy eight, seventy nine. Uh, that was before the origin concept was even born, but it was equally as brutal and perhaps even more physical, I believe. And that's seventy eight, seventy-nine. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it was it was strange because we had we had a place like Arthur and um Carrie <laughs> playing for and Rocket playing for New South Wales. Yeah. So but that's that's where you want to strive to to play for Australia, so yeah. in New South Wales, because back then you you know you city country, then you yep. come into the New South Wales sides in mm. Australia. Um, I think it's the other way around these days. Yeah, but um, yeah, those those two games against Queensland, they weren't as strong as, but they still had a really good side, mm. you know. And um, I think Johnny Lang was playing with yes. um, Desi Morris. He should have played for Australia, mm. in my opinion, and. Um, yeah, no, it was it was great and um, a very big learning curve for me. So, um, you know, it's it's a long season, especially yeah. for you know for me and being a little skinny bloke from from the <laughs> toy, age, you know, and the grind of week in yeah. week out and training and that. I surprised myself that I stood up for those two first two years, mm. but it took a little bit of toll in the in the from eighty to 83 yeah. you know with my hamstrings because I was I was doing that prior two years prior to I come to Balmain scoring and yep. the tries and 60 70 80 meter tries all the time eventually it catches up it caught up with me and I and I done me hammies a couple of times straight away after I come back after a 4 6 week out then I had done it again yep. and it sort of brings you down but and then you look at you know when Blocker and Benny and uh, Junior come mm. in, sort of picks you up a bit and I've got some youth here now. They can do all the running. And
0: Did you know those guys were going to be superstars even as young blokes? Yes. Yeah, yeah definitely. Just something about them? Just,
1: they just used, you know, um, mm. confidence and um, I'll never forget Blocker running around, coming around when he first made his first New South Wales game and uh, he was so excited and... <laughs> He said, "Oh, he came up to me, Larry. Larry, can you give me a tip?" I said, "Block, I'll give you one tip." He said, "What's that?" I said, "Don't forget to duck." (laughs) And he looked at me, (laughs) and I walked away (laughs) and started laughing. laughing And he'll never. Twenty years later, he said, "I've never forgotten that tip you told me.
0: Don't forget to duck. Love it." You played a lot of footy with Olsen Philippina, who we lost earlier this year. Um, favourite memory of the Big O? Well, there's, there's a few, but the
1: day he hit Mitch Brennan, I think he was under Mickey Lane back then, mm. at Lichard and I think it was the Amco Cup game. And uh, I think Mitch would even agree that... Uh, he, shouldn't, he should have had a sidestep on him back in his day because he took the ball up from, mm. from um, South's try line and um, he ran 100 miles into Olsen. Bad mistake. Yeah, Olsen hit him and drove him back into the in-goal area and I think it took Mitch about a minute or so to get up and gather his thoughts and get back on the wing. Wow.
0: It was in and around this time you were awarded an MBE for services to rugby league. You were still playing when this was awarded. That has only happened to a handful of guys. Um, what does a recognition like that mean to you, mate?
1: I thought it was a joke when they first came and really? said to me, "Yeah." And um, like I'd only played two two and a half years or something before I got it, and. Yeah. Um, like blake's play all their life and they get medals and mm. so it was very unexpected and very daunting i had to go to um uh, what's that place over there where the roden cutler and
0: the governor general governor general's
1: yeah. pla- uh, place and mm. do all that stuff and
0: it's quite an experience i did it yeah. with dad yeah uh, when he got awarded his oam and and yeah. an amazing day that yeah. You wish yeah. you could picture yeah. for the rest of your life, yeah. I, I took
1: Alan McMahon and David Grant with me. Big
0: Nana. Yeah, yeah.
1: two backups.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two good backups too.
1: But, mate, uh, you know, as I said, very, very – I didn't see that coming and it was unexpected but I'm very proud of it now. The, the grandkids come over yeah. and they, what's this, you know, and I tell them, you know, what it is and, and uh, no, it was, it was good. And um, Alan and uh, Big Nana said, "Come on! After it was all done and dusted, we threw the suits off and we went and partied in in town.
0: Yeah, and deserved it too. A pioneer and an ambassador uh, and an educator for Indigenous kids, showing young blokes of colour that there is an opportunity out there. A lot of the reason you were awarded the MBE." That's far more important than football, isn't it? Oh,
1: exactly. And um, that comes back to my father. what He instilled in me as a person, as Mm. a kid, and if I did something wrong, look out. Yeah. Yeah. So, but he also um, instilled um, respect. Mm. That was the main thing. But I think young blokes today, I think they've got to have role models that sort of that in their own backyard, in their own club, yep. where they can talk to someone mm. or is there, there's not enough pathways for these kids mm. and they fall on the wrong side. Yeah. They get in the wrong crowd. So we've got to do a little bit more with education at schools, I think, um, on, um, on, the, on our history and our culture and, yep. and bringing in former players – That been there done that and instilled in them what it's required to be a first-grade footballer Mm. and also a genuine person in the community.
0: This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, Galaxy Finance. Sponsors and personal friends that I trust, that I trust enough to go to with questions about my own finances. That's not a sales pitch, that's fact. no obligations, a free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Galaxyfinance.com.au is where you can find them. It goes hand in hand, it doesn't goes it? Hand it in for hand. being a, a good person and a good athlete, because very, very rare can you only have one of those assets and make it. Um, yeah. You weed out the bad athletes and you weed yeah. out the dickheads, basically. And,
1: and I get... I don't get surprised now, but I do get a little bit annoyed about some of the players today that want to play up and yeah. get out and party yep. and do the wrong thing. And, you know, it's it's the NRL I've got to come down hard on. If they're a first offence, I don't care. Whack them with a big fine so yep. they don't do it again. Don't just slap them on the hand, mm. mate. You know, give them a $50,000 fine if they're... You know, domestic violence or that's doing right. doing something. Give them that's, time
0: out of the game too. That's yeah. what that's what hurts most of them. Well, it sends a message to the young blokes yeah. coming through
1: too. So you know, so um, yeah, education should be a big part in um, in some of these. It's it doesn't have to be the the young Koori kid. You know, mm. even the young white fella. You know, they they can go off the rails pretty quick too.
0: Make the kids better kids, irrespective of. Their background, I love that, mate.
1: Yeah, and, and you got to have the right people to deliver that message to them, mate, you know. You just, yeah, you do. And um, so there's uh, there's a lot of good kids out there, mm. you know, that need direction. You know, they've got – they're living with their grandmothers. Yep. You know, getting brought up. So we just got to do a, a lot better job with our youth.
0: After just six seasons with the Balmain Tigers, you walked away. I think you were 26. Why?
1: Yeah, well, I got a call from um, one of my me family members that um, my mother was diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, she eventually had two mastectomies and had them both cut off and at the end of the year I I got a phone call from my uh, sister again said, you better better come home. I'm not going to force you but... Um, she's got six to t- twelve months to live, so that um that sort of made up my 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 mind. Um, I got to get home because so I left home when I was fifteen. Yeah, you know, and I'd seen her probably twice or three times in ten, eleven years, mm. and um that sort of once I made up my mind that I'd had, I'd retired, I've had enough. And the game was going in a direction that I didn't like. It was too defence orientated. So yep. um, I, ca- I come home, mate, and, you know, we got to uh, – she got to see her grandkids mm. and uh, within 18 months I think she passed away in 87.
0: F- family over footy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every time.
1: Yeah. I think yeah. A, lot of, a lot of people will do
0: that, mm. you know. Yeah. In 1991, Larry, after nine years away, a pair of boots were thrown at you. How did that happen? And you returned. Yeah, well, Graham Medico,
1: just, he tried to ring me just then, but <laughs> he was coaching the, the Seagulls reserve grade, and I, he asked me to come along to give him a hand and do a bit of sprint coaching and, you know, help the young kids out. and. Well, the first grade side went up to I think it was Gladstone or Rockhampton, and he, and um, I think uh, Macker might have been the coach. Yeah,
0: Bobby that, McCarthy
1: that that time, and he took a fair squad with mm-hmm. him, so it left it left Wombat bare. Then there was a couple of in a couple of blokes pulled out, so he had the bare minimum. I think fifteen players um, at valleys on a hot, stinking day early in the year. I'm sitting down in the dressing room there talking to one of the boys and next minute this pair of boots come flying at me. And uh, I I grabbed him and I threw him back <laughs> and I started talking to him and next, this other bloke and he he threw him back and it hit me again. He said, I need you. I said, go away. He said, mate, I really need you. We're short. And, um, of course, I was training with, with him during the, off season and that I said, All oh, right, I'll fill in fill out in the He said, No, you're in the centers. I oh, know. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Wombat. You're a great mate of mine. Anyway, we played uh Valleys and I went, All right. So the next week we are playing someone else and uh he still had them boots. So I just continued on. And uh they come in to with a um with a contract to um me to play for not one more year and um i said yeah okay i'll help the kids out
0: yep
1: so and i ended up playing a couple of games in first grade you know, so but then mate the game was so quick back there yeah. uh, by the time had i changed. had that it changed so yeah. quick you know and um two games and in first grade but i i just wanted to play with the reserve grade guys yeah. you know to help them along so it was great
0: First game back, full back, and in keeping with Corowa tradition, a try. Uh, I can't remember back then. Uh, Was it South Sydney or was it? I think it might have been South Sydney actually. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, I probably just fell over the line, caught it and fell over the line, (laughs) mate. (laughs) There wouldn't have been any 60, 70, 80 metre sprints back then. You wouldn't have burned anyone. No.
0: the positive about... um, the comeback, is that you were able to reach a milestone in rugby league that may not have meant a lot at the time, but 100 games is, is a milestone that you should be very proud of and you were able to reach that in those final two games in 91. Yeah, yeah, and um, very proud that I, I did
1: make it to 100. Yeah. You know, I thought I wouldn't make 20 you know, mm-hmm. in my first year, but um, to put 100 up there, I, I really didn't know the, that – I was only about 98 at the Tigers, so I wasn't. I didn't know I was that close. Yep. And no one told me I might have stayed for another year. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no. Nah. So, yeah, 98, I'm proud of that. And um, I'm proud that I played two games for the, um, the Gold Coast Seagulls mm. because we had a lot of young youth players and development players and and – at that time, you needed blokes who had been there, done that to mould them and help them along. Correct. So, you know, Graham Eady, myself, you know, Billy Johnson was the trainer, yep. um, and Choppy Close come in, and then Wally a, a year or two later. Yep. So, you know, we had a sprinkling of um, old blokes there that uh, could give them a good hand and try and steer the that, you know, that uh, that club in the right direction from being. You know, all them young kids. Uh,
0: yeah. And the young kids today, and, and being very honest, some of them need a foot up their ass because that's what you guys got if you got out of line. They're With the older guys in a rugby league club, they're almost like the unofficial police or security guards. They keep everyone in check. Exactly. Exactly.
1: And um well, the amount of money that these young blokes are getting today, mm. you know, that – that terrifies me, you know, yeah. how far it's going to go really mm. um, and they're destroying most of it, mm. you know. So yeah. um, that's why you've got to have a, a, a mix of old heads yep. and young ones to be successful and, you yeah. know, um, that's where Craig Bellamy has been successful. You know, he's uh, someone will drop a bloke who's, you know, 30 years of age you know, get rid of him. Mm. Bellamy will pull him up and he'll get two, three years out of him. You're right. You know,
0: And we've seen it for over a decade. Yeah. yeah. Retirement permanently this time. Uh, what keeps you occupied, mate, up here on the beautiful Tweed? The
1: people. Yeah. I mean, mates that, uh, well, if you walk around from Tweed, Gadda, you'll see former Sydney players everywhere, either having a coffee or yeah. walking around doing a bit of – um, physical stuff, yep. my family, my yep. grandkids, you know, so they're the most
0: important things for me. Do you still love the game in 2022 uh, like you once did or, or not so much?
1: Oh, I lost the passion there when they had the wrestle and uh, yeah. all that grapple tackle and the the rules were letting any sort of rule go for about five to seven years, but they're starting to reign it in and now. So... Um, Hopefully this year, uh, like last year, was a, a lot better than what it was. Yeah. A bit more entertaining for the crowds. Um, and I think it, they've got to have the closeness, the yeah. games, you yeah. know, instead of blowouts.
0: Yeah. You know? I, I'd rather a 6-4 game than a 66-38. Exactly. Yeah. You know, they've got to get rid of that um, six again. Role. They've that, gone that. part of the way to, 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 to doing do that, that. Yeah. yeah. Before we go mate, I need your honesty. did anyone ever catch you? Oh yeah. I'm not talking about the misses or the police. <laughs> anyone on the field? Um,
1: not when I got in the clear yeah. but it was a you know it was, it was
0: short burst or something that they'd, they'd get me covering her across. It might not have been a long journey. It certainly was a great one. It has been an absolute pleasure. Larry Corowa, MBE, you, sir, are a legend. Thanks very much for having me, mate. We hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. The Legends series drops at the start of your working week. It's in-depth, personal and highlights some of the game's finest from yesteryear. The Weekly Wodge drops in time for your weekend. It's full on and the hottest podcast on the market. Why listen to opinions when you can listen to interviews with the stars? And on every episode, you can hear up to a dozen different players and coaches, both past and present, giving their thoughts on the great game. It's fast-paced, full of footy and laughs. It's a must-listen. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening. That way, you won't miss a thing. Every episode will drop immediately. Before you go, we'd love a five-star rating and review. It's not for ego, it's for business, as we look to expand the unfiltered brand and bring you more. Make sure you come back soon. Legends.